The 447th edition of the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by PrizePix. Go to prizepix.com slash SGPN and use promo code SGPN for a first deposit match of up to $100. We're also brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. And finally, we're brought to you by GameTime. GameTime has last-minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. Use promo code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. Heidi Ho DeGenerinos, welcome to episode 447 of the MMA Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. This uh, episode is dedicated to Tater McSpadden. If you know, <laughs> if you know, you know, and Gumby knows. Uh, if you don't know, you can Google Tater McSpadden. This isn't one of my Ahmed Vert type tricks. You're not going to get, hopefully you won't get anything. NSFW, yes, uh, but anyhow, Tater McSpadden, remember the name. That dude is going to be in, and and this is the, maybe one of the wildest things I've ever said. That dude is going to be in one of maybe the best fights ever between two dudes who have only had three pro fights in their life. <laughs> like that's a, that's yeah, it's the best pro fight. Three guys, that's three my, guys, th- that's three, my, three fights. That's my uh, co-host who's not allowed to talk yet because I haven't introduced him. The co-host on my other show does the same thing. <laughs> Anyhow, that, that's going to be Vreeland. Uh, we're not. Maybe we'll talk about Tater McSpadden at some point. Gummy, <laughs> where does where does Tater fight again? I can't even remember where this fight is. God, Tater, I, I don't know the answer to that. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say Oklahoma. Do you want to look it up and, and see if I'm right? Yeah. Actually, where I, I meant where is so what? Uh, oh, what should he fight? It was Fury. It was Fury FC. So it might be down in like okay, Texas right. or something well, that's good like then. that. Um, yeah, Oklahoma. You're right. Whoa! Yes, come on. He looks so amazing too. He looks his topology picture so man. This guy is great. He's so yeah. American, Dan. They don't even have to bother putting the American flag. Did up you see the page. highlights that went into the Discord yes. for him? <laughs> yes. Like he's actually pretty sick. Like I mean, he's yeah. two and one as a pro. Now this is the Tater McFadden episode. But the the, the Tater McFadden episode could start with us telling you that there's this pro out there from Oklahoma, two and one. Looks like he's got some real chops. Going to be fighting on Fury FC. Against the dude making his pro debut with like some of the best AMI background you've seen in a while. So, uh, yeah, uh, regional MMA, hell yeah. <laughs> yep. Tater McSpadden. We're not covering his event, Fury. Fury is a good, uh, good, um, a good regional promotion. Um, and they fight on Sundays, which is another thing that might be, excuse me, might be fun for you people, especially if you're not NFL fans. So, check out Tater McSpadden on Fury Challenger Series 10 next uh sunday hopefully he lis- he's listening to this episode nothing but respect for tater mc Mc spadden um what are we talking about this we were talking about cage warriors 163 london pretty good cage warriors card right all things uh, considered yeah it's not bad i i think it's kind of more fun <laughs> on uh like a prospect or two that i hadn't heard of yeah. and i watched and i was like oh yo this dude's actually kind of a lot of fun so uh that, that's always a good time 17 fight card uh we do have some uh, wackos, hardcores in our uh, Discord who will be watching and betting on every one of those seventeen fights. I'm sure too, right? <laughs> Probably, yes. 
People watching on YouTube are probably wondering why are those gross guys wearing the exact same clothes as they did on yesterday's show, but here we are. Um, we don't change. We didn't talk about your hat last, last episode. Gumby, is this this is a new hat? We haven't seen that yet, other than yesterday. No, no just uh, yeah, I, I'm trying gonna try not to repeat. This is the Norwich Sea Unicorn. Norwich, uh, Virginia which is a baseball team out of I believe so, yes. Uh, I don't always know where they are. <laughs> they just have to have a sick okay. logo and a nice color scheme. <laughs> Where do you get all these hats from, Gumby? If people want to buy the hats, where do you get the hats? I usually get them on minor league baseball website. I try to buy them right from the team. I don't know that that helps anybody, but it seems like the right thing to do. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. Uh, Jeff Bezos doesn't get any of your money that way, right? No, I don't think they sell. I don't think they sell every year. Yeah. Who knows? Um, all right. So we got that covered. Oh, uh, how did we do we? We, um, you, how did you do with your regional picks for this past weekend that we just had? You're a killer of regional MMA. Did you kill it this weekend? I had a little bit harder, harder of a time this past weekend. There were some fights that didn't go my way. I think we wound up four and five with technically avoided bet on uh, Fatima Klein in the CFFC main event. Uh, she won the title just like I predicted she would, but they changed opponents last second to somebody even more pathetic oh. than who she was supposed to have fought um so like she wound up i think she wound up a negative 1700 favorite by the time she fought <laughs> um which is like i mean i think she was negative 900 when she first posted yeah. so i was like oh you know it's out of proportion and then they changed opponents and it w- went even further out of control so yeah four and five overall you know down a couple units i think but uh overall still up a little over 12 units on the year fantastic um how did klein look is she did she she's, the real audition? Deal. She, she's the real yeah, deal. Is she gonna, yeah like she's signed or I, I mean she's got a cffc belt isn't that the criteria like yeah. she that i mean like maybe they'll make her defend it once but she's sort of gotten in already being you know like a close training partner with aaron blanchfield who's seemingly like chopping at the bit for a title shot um you know might be actually getting the next one uh and like how hard would it be we've seen it time and time again how hard is it for sometimes you know, a fighter with a little bit of polar, or a little bit of hype behind him, especially a young one, just walks into the boss man and says, "Hey, can I get my uh, can I get my number one training partner on the card too? They're a CFFC yep. champion. Like, what, I mean, what's the selling point in saying no there? Like, they ask, they have to say yes. It's true. And often timing is everything, especially in the UFC. And she won a belt at the correct time. The contender series just ended. Um, so they're not going to, she's not going to right. say, okay, w- w- wait around to next summer. So yeah, you, you don't want to win a belt right, you know, a month or two before contender series. Cause then they'll just offer you that. So I think her timing is good here too. I agree. Yep. She, she, she's not waiting around for contender series next year. It doesn't feel that way. Yep. yep. All right. So we shall see if uh, Fatima Klein. Oh, how did her striking look? That's what you were concerned about most. I don't think she had to use enough of it for me to feel really good. And the replacement wasn't as good of a striker as her original opponent was. But like, I I think it's legit enough is is my my ending conclusion here. It looked good enough. It looked good enough. That's that's what we... uh... That's all all it's going to take, I guess, is if it's good enough, it's good enough. Um, All right. Hopefully this event will be good enough. Do you like your picks? We don't have any odds for it. Do you like uh, like what side you're falling on for the five fights we're going to cover today? I'm going to be really interested to see where some of these lines come in because I think I got a beat on them, and then I heard some other people's takes, and it completely threw me off. Uh, I thought yeah. I was thought I was finding value, and maybe I'm picking favorites. I, I uh, I'll say this: I feel good about who I'm picking in a lot of these fights. 
but I feel less good about where I think I lined the fight because, uh, like I said, I'm getting some some mixed signals out here. All right, we shall see. One one place that won't give you mixed signals is oh, Gumby knows when I'm when he knows. Uh, if you're on YouTube, you'll see he jumps in there with the uh, with the graphics immediately. He knows when I'm transitioning. Maybe I wasn't going to do prize picks, Dan, but now I will. Prize picks, baby. Prize picks. That's the place to go. You can uh, play alongside some of your favorite Price Picks uh, players like rapper Meek Mill and comedian Andrew Schultz. Dan knows who both of those people are. I know who one of them are. And you can find community plays under the promos tab on the app to be entries from some of the biggest names in Price Picks community each week. If you're not familiar with Price Picks, it's a higher and lower um, type of thing. You're picking higher and lower on bets. Like one of the one of the fun ones that, that they mentioned, they do uh, you can do combo combo place in the specials league like this one is a football and basketball combo between lebron james and uh mr taylor swift at four, ten and a half combo of three pointers made and receptions so uh we told you to take lower on that if that actually is a play on on price picks that you can play so th- that's the type of thing we're talking about higher lower that type of stuff so plus price picks even offers a reboot policy so let your entries Stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. For football and basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, the, their player that player is rebooted. Price Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. I think I forgot to mention that yesterday, so now you know about that injury insurance policy. Uh, Gumby, do you have a higher and lower other than the one, the the uh, fabled one I just gave out? Yeah, I'll say uh, I'll say on Monday Night Football, I like Keenan Allen's uh, higher than on his receiving yards. Uh, he's going to tear the Jets apart. There you go. Uh, who, who doesn't though, right? Jets aren't good, right? Uh, they're they're better than the Chargers, but I, I think the Chargers' offense has got some like sneakiness to it. So, uh, and, and there's there's a lot more potential than they've been showing. And I'm heavy on the Chargers on my fantasy team. So that's kind of why I'm, I'm struggling this year, I think. Uh, go to pricepicks.com slash SGPN and use code SGPN for a first deposit match up to 100 bucks. That's pricepicks.com slash SGPN and then the code SGPN. Pricepicks Daily Fantasy Sports made easy. Does Gumby know where I'm headed next? Let's see. DraftKings, he's right. Mark your calendars. Because November 11th is going to be huge. I'm going to be at my cottage celebrating my son's birthday. That's, is that why it's huge? No. Yuri Prohashka versus Alex Pereira. They're going to face off during USC 295. And DraftKings says only one fighter will leave with the belt. I said that's not always the case, uh, especially with light heavyweight. <laughs> but hopefully, hopefully one man does leave with the belt. And hopefully that man's name is not Dana White. Hopefully it's actually one of Prohashka or Alex Pereira. Secure your victory with unbeatable offers on DraftKings Sportsbook. New customers strike now to get $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet $5. You have um, actually... I was going to ask Gummy for a DraftKings Sportsbook pick, but I will give you a pick. Go to my MML, MMM. That's not even a word. MLB, that would be baseball. As of right now, you will see my 2024 MLB futures pick. All the odds are from DraftKings Sportsbook. Go in there and see uh, the plays I told you to make. I'm not going to tell you what they are because I haven't written the article yet because we're recording this. Uh, I wouldn't even tell you. We'll, we'll we'll keep the suspense there. Just read the article and you'll get some good odds there. Um, get in on the UFC at 295 action with DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of UFC. Download the app now and use code SGP. New customers get $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet $5. That's code SGP only on DraftKings Sportsbook. The crown is yours. Now for the fun part. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY. 
or text hope ny in connecticut help is available for problem gambling call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org please play responsibly on behalf of boot hill casino and resorts 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in ontario so my name is void bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance see sportsbook.draftkings.com slash mma terms for eligibility and deposits restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources joel on the hockey gambling podcast did his uh did the ad reads in character the other day um it was very he had an accent he was acting like some football coach i probably should know but i'm canadian so i don't know college football coaches but yeah it was quite entertaining. That's a, a good hockey, good listen. Hockey hmm. hockey guy was doing college football coach. <laughs> uh, hockey Joel is big on betting college football as well, so he was okay. doing a, a fun accent. They have a game where whoever loses the picks for the week has to do the ad reads. So I like it. I like rotate it. Through. Yeah, it's a fun show. Make sure you listen. The every episode they talk about us, Dan. It's true. It's not a <laughs> fake war like it used to be. Every episode they say you should listen to us, and they mention me. They didn't say nothing about you for some reason, which is odd. It's because you're Canadian. Normally, you're it's talking the about hockey. It's just easy to do. It's true. Two of them are Canadian. It's true. Um, and the other one is a giant like me, so I, I'm connected to them all. But yeah, usually it's every Gumby, Gumby, Gumby. And now actually, Gumby uh, has you actually have these stats to back it up, Gumby. You're actually ahead of me now, so it's legit. People thinking Gumby's the smart one. I guess he really is. It only took three years. To come through. <laughs> I'm just. I was just honing my craft. <laughs> he was. He, it was t- the tortoise and the hare. All right. Um, he is very. He's much smarter than me in regional MMA. I will give him that. Maybe not. I should start making resume picks and, and see. But anyhow, this is Cage Warriors 163. Falls behind London. one time and he's got to start finding something. <laughs> you got to find an angle. It's true. That's what someone complained about you doing. But that's going to be my, now that I'm in the, uh, now that I'm in the, um, not the catbird seat, the opposite. Now that I'm losing, I'm going to have to come up with excuses. Gumby style. I look forward to it. I look forward to your excuses. Because from what I hear, you're just a big whiny excuse making guy. <laughs> but Cage Warriors 163 London. No excuses here. He's going to have five winners for you. I wish you picked Riri Hudson in a fight. That's a great name. There's some really good names on their prelims. I haven't even looked at before. Tariq Capel is a good name. Riri Hudson is a fantastic name. Flavia Zani. Do you know any of these people? No, nah, most of them are like one and oh, or, uh, you know, yeah. two and one or that. That's why I kind of, they, they don't have a bout order uh, set for cage warriors, one sixty three. Yeah. So I kind of just went with the fights that I think will be on the main card. Awa Sao versus Sinead Nee. Nahlane, man, there's some fantastic names, Gumby. Um, so I'm getting them all out of my system now. Um, we're going to go to the main card. Gumby picked the five uh, fights that he likes best here. Uh, we don't have any odds as of recording, so Gumby will guess on the odds. Um, usually, he's pretty good at guessing odds. Are you still good at guessing odds? I never check. I never check in. Are you? Yeah, I'm usually spot on on like three out of five, and then one or two of the other ones I'm close on, and then occasionally one surprises me. All right, maybe this time I'll actually get to the event. I keep starting and then fall starting. Cage Wars 163, London, Saturday the 11th of November, 11 a.m. Eastern start time, even earlier for the Jongs of the world. So the Jong never sleeps, so it won't be a problem. It is on UFC Fight Pass. The main card and the prelims are on there. It's going down in London, which is good because they named it you uh, sketch wars 163 london the indigo at the o2 in london england 17 fights in a cage we're gonna give you five of them we're gonna start with this one once i scroll to it uh boom 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 it's actually you pick the fight on the prelim no it's the main card the main card has got uh, about 28 fights on it this is a main card 
three five-minute round welchweight fight, 170 pounds. Matias Figlak versus Danielson Neves. We've talked about Figlak before, right? He went for the belt last fight, I believe, and got knocked out, right? Yeah, by judo gym. Yes, by judo gym. All right, we're going to talk about Neves first. Traitor is a nickname, which is a common nickname. It means... Tractor, right? Correct. He's a tractor. I guess tractors are scary things in Brazil. Everyone wants to be a tractor over there. Yeah, I, I think it just means big dude, right? Like, yep, tractors and sledgehammers. They're big on in Brazil. That's all I know about Brazil. That's it right there. Um, Neves, 16 and 10, seven knockouts, three submissions. He's been submitted twice. This is his Cage Warriors debut. He has lost two straight fights. He's not won a fight since June of 2021. Multiple regional championships on his mantle. Correct. Get the shirts. What's going to be com slash store. Use fight at lightweight 2013 pro MMA debut. And as I said, no odds here. Fig lack seven and two, three knockouts, two submissions. He's been knocked out once submitted once. So he's been finishing both his losses four and two in cage wars five and one did get knocked out in his last fight. It is one day less than a year, 364 days. He has been on the shelf when, when this fight takes place. Um, so it was last November the 12th when he got knocked out for the belt. Uh, was a regional champion, so he does have something on his mantle. Three inches taller than Neves. Go ahead. I'm going to say Figlak, negative 300 favorite here. I think he's going to be a pretty big one. Um, this is one of the lines I think I'm I'm most in tune with because some of these other ones, like I said, I I think I got a semi-good beat on what they'd be like, but then somebody told me something else, and now I'm kind of questioning myself. Um, but the reason Figlak will be so high is because I think a lot of people pegged him as a champ all along. Um, he's got like he's got really good like switch stances and kicks and distance. He chains his wrestling together. Well, I don't really love his takedown defense sometimes. Like he's good at wrestling, but like maybe not defensively, but I don't think that's a problem here. And in addition to that, like he scrambles well enough anyway. So like when he doesn't get a takedown and he needs to change a couple together or he gets wizard or stuff like that, like he winds up in good positions. He does a really good job of that. And he threatens passes, that kind of stuff. And when you look at Nevish, Nevish is just a guy who like throws big bombs. He he's like a really plodding fighter. He's much slower. Um, and in the last fight he fought, he landed a big shot almost immediately, kind of stunned the guy he was fighting, and then just was immediately taken down. So I think he's fighting a guy who's more elusive this time, a little bit faster this time, harder to just get that one shot on, and also just wants to do the same thing, which is just take him down. So I'm going to go big favorite here straight out the gate and I'll take the black. People on YouTube are wondering, how has Jeff not done that drink? He was drinking it yesterday. He's still not finished it somehow. It's true. Though. We, we don't shower. We don't, change, we, we don't shower. <laughs> we don't true. change our drinks. I'm still on my big it's jug true. of water over here too. <laughs> it is true. All right. So Figlack is a pick. Sadly, he thinks he's going to be a uh, pretty sizable favorite here. All right. We're going to, uh, here's another, here's a funny last name's Fanny. So we do have some fun names that we're going to do here. Um, we're going way, jumping up a bunch of fights here. We got um, someone De Silva, S. Dots De Silva. Oh, this is the gentleman with a very long name. Sean Marcos Claudina De Silva. Um, guess what country he's from, Dan? Brazil. <laughs> nope, Germany. He's fighting out of Germany. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm actually not lying. He, he's fighting out of Germany. He has a German flag. But yeah, I'm guessing he's Brazilian of descent, or at least his family is. Sean Marcos Claudina De Silva. And who is he fighting? He's at flyweight, three, five-minute rounds. He is fighting Gerardo Fanny, who that sounds like a Brazilian name as well. He's fighting from the Netherlands. So maybe he's Brazilian. I don't know. Are there Gerardos in Netherlands? Apparently there are. Um, all right, Fanny, we're gonna talk about first 13 and three, eight knockouts, three submissions. He's been submitted three times, so that is his Achilles heel, as I like to say. Three and two in cage warriors. He's won two straight fights, though, and four off five. 
of his two straight wins, they both come via knockout or TKO, which is uh, impressive for a lightweight class guy like him. He has fought at Bantamweight as well, regional champion. De Silva, 5-0 and with three knockouts, one known cage wears. He's won two straight fights via knockout or TKO as well. So both these guys, they owe us, owe us rounds, Dan. Lots and lots of rounds. Makes him laugh every time still. I'm going to run it into the ground until Gumby stops. Such a, such a dumb it. sentence. It is, but it's it's fun because a smart man says it. Uh, used to fight at Bantamweight. Uh, two years younger than Fanny, an inch taller. Go ahead. So this is one of the ones I thought I had a good read on the line. Toronto Fanny is a guy who I've, I've seen fight a bunch uh, overseas. You know, like he's a, a guy who's fought pretty much all over that that coast, the Western European coast and, and fought, you know, for a bunch of places you've heard of, he's got a really experienced record. He's going to be fighting a guy who's a relative newcomer at just five and zero here with, I think he has just one cage warriors fight is, um, is De Silva. And so like, I thought for sure Fanny was going to come in, you know, like negative one seventy five or something like that. And, and I've heard from some people, uh, in the know in the industry who actually believe De Silva is probably going to be the favorite here. Um, and I'm not quite sure why they think that or why it's leaning that way. Um, because I think the Silva is good and I'm actually going to pick him to win here, but I, I just don't see why books in, in the public would be lined on him knowing so little about him and having like a really experienced opponent across from him. So if, if you're asking me to pick the odds, I'm going to just say, pick him. I'm going to say, cause I thought I had a good read on one guy being a favorite and I'm being told the other thing. So I'll say a pick him. And the reason I like the Silva is he is, if you've not seen this dude fight, like go back and watch his Cage Warriors debut. He's a wild man, dude. He is bouncing all around the place. He's, you know, he's got some crazy movement. He, even like when you watch the, you know, when they give you like the headshots and the tail of the tape and stuff like that, sometimes the little figures move, you know, like they, it's basically like a gif of the guy. He like turns to the other guy and like makes fun of him while he's in the, the, the tail of the tape, which is like, really clever and fun. Like he's just a goofy guy and he fights the same way. Like Superman punch five seconds into the fight, like count on it. Um, you know, like spinning leg kick count on it, you know, like stuff like that. He's just real weird to watch, but here's the thing I really like about him is that he has all of that really weird stuff. And then when he starts to see like either his opponent tiring from chasing him around because he's got like an unlimited flyweight gas tank in like a wild way. When he sees his opponent start to slow down, or if by chance he catches them with a, you know, a Superman punch or a spinning hook kick, just enough to like wobble him a little bit, he turns into this like surgical striker to put him away. He like backs them up against the cage and like just picks the most perfect shots, which like, of course, begs the question, why are we not doing this all along? But he he's able to turn that on. And against somebody like Fanny, First of all, he eats some leg kicks, and I think he's going to eat plenty of them here. And I think when he gets into those firefights or those bad situations, I actually think that's when Geraldo Fanny looks the worst. He starts to get a little bit less technical. He starts to look a little bit worse. So Fanny has only really lost to wrestlers in the past, guys who can, like, use their grappling on him. But I think the fact that that this guy is so unorthodox in De Silva and he's, he's the kind of guy who really capitalizes when his opponents are hurt, I think it actually plays really well into this fight. So I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with the Silva here, hopefully as a dog, but probably a pickup. Gummy actually talks to people here that he was, he talks to people about cage words. That's probably what separates you from other people. 
making picks in general. You actually talk to people about cage warriors. I do. I like, I like cage warriors. <laughs> All right. What about the fact that, um, he had to grow up with the last name Fanny. So he probably had to fight a lot growing up. Does that not play into this? Does, at does all? that mean the same thing in yeah, the I Netherlands? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, probably not. If he was in England, yeah. maybe that's an issue. <laughs> it's true. It's true. One one thing that plays no matter where you are is game time. Did you see that segue coming? There he did. Uh, game time is the place to go for last minute ticket deals. I, I say it's a place to go for any, any time ticket deals. Game time is the place. It's the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snagging tickets without the stress with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code CFBX for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. And Hall of Fame bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. It used to be game limes, but it's changed. It's now game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, MLB, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea in the Hall of Fame at Bets revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Start all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. All right, speaking of researching, did you have to do a lot of research for fighters on this card or are these people that you know going uh, I think about, I'd say about one out of every two guys. I had to at least remind myself of who they were. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the De Silva one, I was not really familiar with him, but man, was he fun. Good. Uh, Good yeah. to see. Hopefully he didn't, he didn't trick you into, into picking him, but um, we shall see. We got a fight here. Uh, this is flyweights. No, it's not. Is it? Yes, it is. Flyweights again, Tom Creasy versus Amir Malikpour. So uh, Creasy is from the Great Britain, the UK. Uh, United Kingdom is the flag that he flies. Amir Malik Poor is from Sweden. I will tell you about him first. Uh, he is five and two, two knockouts, one submission. Um, he's been knocked out once, submitted once. So he's been finishing both his losses. One no in cage wears. He's gone three and zero oh with one no contest over his last four. Two straight wins via knockout or TKO. So we got some killers at flyweight on this card. He's not lost a fight since September 2021, and he used to fight at bantamweight. Creasy the Boom is the nickname. Five and one, two knockouts, one submission, one known cage wearers, four straight wins. He's not lost in September of 2017. Gumby, when you had, you had zero kids at that point, didn't you? I did, yeah. <laughs> zero children, the good old days, 0, 0.0. Uh, Creasy, two years younger than Malik Poor. Go ahead. So this is uh, Tom Creasy, the younger brother of Sam Creasy, for those of you who are wondering. Uh, and... I think that name alone is probably going to give him a little bit extra bump in the odds to um, make him a little bit bigger of a favorite. I thought just based on skill and resume, probably negative 175, add the name in, might be worth another 25 there. So we'll say negative 200 even for Creasy. And I'm going to go with Creasy here. Um, what I like about him, like a really nice, like simple jab and a nice straight. He he does a good double leg. He's got some nice wrestling and positional jujitsu. I don't like that he doesn't really go for it all that much on the feet. That worries me a little bit. Um, that he's just like 
you know, couple of jabs and a straight, couple of jabs and a straight, kind of just hanging out, happy to be there uh, on the feet. And it, there's no like urgency to go to the wrestling. So it's not even like he's just like trying to set things up and he's planning on going, you know, to do more later. It's just like, that's, he's comfortable. He's like, that's the kind of fight he thinks he's going to win all the time. And Malik Poor is, is definitely throws harder and commits more to his strikes, but I think he's so much more sloppier. So I think you're going to see Creasy just moving out of range every single time he throws one of those big shots. He's going to eat a ton of jabs, like a lot of jabs. And Malikpour has got like good wrestling too, but it's all body locks. And I just don't think he's going to get in on those against uh, Creasy because Creasy, I, I think it's just going to dig for the underhooks in the smart way and get himself out of there. So yeah, I, I think uh, I think Creasy is probably a pretty clear favorite pick here. I think he's he's a pretty safe one, and uh, I'll take him in this one. Do you, uh, if you got in a fight, would your would your odds be boosted because of your brothers as well? I don't think so. One's a <laughs> one's a college football coach, so maybe if yeah. it was a fight over who's better at college football, uh, that would help. But <laughs> otherwise, no, no, I don't think so. All right, all right, we're jumping, we're jumping way up to the co-main event. A name you may know, Darren Stewart. Um, he is fighting against. Edelson Franca. So we got Brazilian in Franca. We got an Englishman in Darren, the dentist Stewart. We're going to tell you about his opponent first. So Franca. Oh, this is a catchweight fight. 195 pounds. Actually, it's not even catchweight. I guess it's just 195 pounds. Do you know why it's that? Right in between middleweight and light heavyweight. What? How is that not catchweight? It doesn't have a name. Yeah, I guess <laughs> no. It, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't say catchweight on the. Uh, on topology, but I guess technically this would be a catchweight. Yeah, yeah, um, sure, sure, but... whatever. I have no idea why it's there. Darren Stewart doesn't <laughs> want right. to cut the Darren Stewart doesn't want to cut the last ten pounds. Yeah, both both guys have fought at both weight classes, so I don't think this will make much a difference. Uh, Franca's nickname is Venino. We haven't had that one before. V e n e n o. Do you know that word in Portuguese? No, I, I do not. Poison. He is poison. Um, he's ten and eight. Eight knockouts. He's been knocked out six times, submitted once. So kind of kill or be killed situation with this gentleman. He, uh, this is his cage warriors debut win, loss, win. He did win his last fight via TKO. However, he has gone two and three over his last five and he's been around a while. 2011 was his pro MMA debut. Darren, the dentist, Stewart, 15 and nine with two, no contests, eight knockouts, one submission. He's been knocked out once submitted twice, seven and two in cage warriors over a bunch of stints, three stints. Technically, you remember the weird time where I guess it was during pandemic where he actually had a fight in cage warriors while he was working for the UFC. (laughs) Yeah. What's that? He just they like loaned wanted, him or something? It was weird. Wanted, right? wanted to be active, and the UFC's like, we yeah. don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so anyhow, he's been good in Cage Wars. Seven and uh seven and two overall. Uh, he's won three straight fights. He w- not so good in the UFC. Five and seven with two no contests over his UFC stint. Was a regional champion, one inch height on Franca. Go ahead. So I obviously being a UFC veteran, uh Darren Stewart's gonna be a massive favorite here. Uh and and I think way bigger than he has any business being uh because like if you look at how these two fight darren stewart is a power puncher who is suddenly decided he likes to wrestle sometimes uh inexplicably likes to wrestle sometimes nobody really knows why uh franca big wide power puncher who actually can wrestle a little bit like maybe a little bit better than people would expect him to be able to so I think we see two guys who fight pretty similarly in this way. Do I think Darren Stewart's a little bit better? Yeah, I do. But I also think these odds are going to come in at like Darren Stewart negative 600 and like a plus 500 return on Franca. So 
I, I'm going to say for my official pick here, pick Edelson Franca, uh, mostly just because I'm not paying that kind of chalk on Darren Stewart at negative 500 or negative 600. I think that's going to be roughly where he comes in, maybe worse. And I think Edelson Franca's got a chance to tag him and put him away. So again, do I think Darren Stewart's a little bit better? For sure. I think the price will be ridiculous. So I think uh, like a little bit of a sprinkle on Franca is definitely worth your time. And what number did you say we were going to get for Franca? Hopefully, I said pl- I said plus five hundred at least. Like, I mean, he's fighting a UFC guy, and nobody's heard of yeah. Franca. So, like, yeah, plus five hundred, plus six hundred. I wouldn't surprise me to go even higher. And uh, yeah, like it's it's two guys who are both like sloppy power punchers who think they can wrestle sometimes. Hopefully, Stewart does not have the antidote to the poison, right, Gumby? Ha ha. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I thought that joke up minutes ago too. That's the thing about it. Um, <laughs> all right. We'll go to the main event. Cage Wars vacant welterweight championship. Tell us who the r- former champ was at welterweight. That uh, might've been Reese McKee, right? That's the last one who vacated it. Reese McKee. I'll say. <laughs> okay. That's, that's what it sounds. That sounds about right to me. Um, we got Omil Brown from England versus Giannis Bakar from Greece. We know that because Giannis is, uh, a famous basketball player. That, that's the only reason how, how we know uh, that name. All right. We're going to tell you about Bakar first. He is eight and two with seven knockouts. He's been submitted twice. So that's the only way he has lost is via submission. One known cage warriors. And he's already in the title fight. He's won seven straight fights. He's not lost since June of 2016, two straight wins. He's had via knockout or TKO regional champion, two inches taller than Brown Brown, six and two, four knockouts, two submissions. So he's finished everyone. He himself has never been finished. They owe us rounds. Gumby. <laughs> No, no giggle. Slay smile. Yeah, you you snickered. Uh, six and two. So all the Browns fights have been in cage warriors. So he's fought at a high level the whole time. He's won four out of his last five, win, including his last fight, which he won via knockout. Break it down. So I, I think uh, from what I'm hearing, th- this is another one I wasn't quite sure on. I thought the champ would be a favorite for sure. And I'm actually hearing from some people they expect him to be an underdog. So this is another one where uh, m- maybe my read originally on the line is, is somehow skewed. And it could just be because... Uh, Brown is, is only one, one fight in a row here. And he's in a title fight in, you know, if you, if you look back at, at uh, Bakhtar's most recent fights, he, he looks, I mean, he looks powerful. looks like he can really put people away. Um, he, he knocked out Carlo Petersoldi from guard, which is a pretty impressive thing to do. But the thing I really like about Brown in this fight is first of all, I think his scrambles in his wrestling put him in a good uh, position to succeed here because Carlo Petersoli had success against Butchar when it went to the ground. Like he he took him down a couple of times, was in a good spot. Obviously, he got reversed and wound up being ground and pounded out. But I don't think a Carlo Petersoli is being particularly good on the ground. So Omil Brown is more powerful. I also think Omil Brown is just going to be so much better in the striking. Um, You know, like I, I think the power is there. I think he... Uh, his athleticism getting in and out is better. I, I think there's so many different reasons why he gets the Bachar. So I think the recent loss maybe is skewing the number if if Brown does come in as a dog, because I thought for sure he'd come in as a favorite. So we'll see what that happens come come fight time. But I even like Domiel Brown if he was coming in at like negative 150, negative 175. So if it is anywhere near dog money or in dog money, Omeo Brown's a good play here. What do you predict is going to be going to be official prediction? Uh, uh, let's say pick him. Cause again, if I had it on one right. side in my, uh, the people who are giving me the knowledge, uh, are on the other one, it's pretty, pretty safe to say it will go, uh, we'll go right down the middle. That's, 
that's how we'll I need. Play. I need to find out who's giving you the knowledge here off air. Who's giving Dan Gumby the knowledge? Yeah, we 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 can, we can do that. We can talk about the knowledge later. <laughs> They're saying pick oatmeal brown. It's oatmeal. Oh. It sounds like oatmeal brown. <laughs> don't tell brown. him I said that. I don't want to get knocked out. Uh, okay, let's recap. Oatmeal brown. Franca, uh, Da Silva, and Fig Lack, and Creasy in there as well, right? That's correct. All right, we did it. The, ta- the Tater McSpadden episode is over almost. Um, come in the Discord for more Tater McSpadden talk. It'll be sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Twitter, SGPN MMA. Gumby runs that for us. He does a fine job on there. Uh, he's at Gumby Vreeland. I'm a Jeff Fox writer on Twitter and on Instagram. Where else can you find me? You can find me on my Substack, moneymma.substack.com, where I write things and I do pick em contests for free and occasionally do podcasts. I'm getting... I'm slacking off on that because I'm talking to Gumby for so long. I just don't feel like talking anymore. Uh, I should make ta- Gumby talk more on these episodes. I know. Um, what else can I tell you about? Uh, Gumby's got a podcast as well that I don't need to talk to. I've talked on it before, but not uh, usually I don't have to talk on it. It's called the Top Turtle MMA Podcast. Who's on this week again? Uh, Josh Van and John Castaneda, both fighting at MSG this weekend. Fantastic. So listen to that. And... Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com for all our writing. Gumby and I are always writing things every day. One of us, hey, yeah, every day one of us has at least one article up there, Gumby. At the very every least. every single day I have an article up. Yep. There you go. Every single day. Apparently, I don't have kids to feed. Gumby does. Um, so yeah, read all their stuff, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. All our podcasts are on there, all our discounts, all our giveaways, everything is on there. And sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon for all the extra stuff. You even get uh, to get into it. A special section of the uh, Discord if you support us on the Patreon and help us crush corporate gambling. All right, Gumby, we're going to be back with the UFC pay per view next episode. Get us out of here until then. All right, I'm Daniel Gumby Freeland. He's Jeff the Boom Fox, and we will see you on Wednesday.